Welcome to Creative Place, the podcast for creative placemakers. In this episode, you'll hear NCCB's Executive Director, Leonardo Vasquez, interview Karen Pinzolo, who is Executive Director of the South Jersey Cultural Alliance. You'll hear about her first impression of the state of the arts community in South Jersey when she first moved there after having lived in North and Central Jersey for many years. What I love about this interview is that these two dynamic individuals from very different professional backgrounds created something unique because of their shared passion for the arts and arts programming. Okay, well, hi, Karen. How are you doing? Very good, Leo. Good to see you. I'm, I'm here with Karen Pinzolo, Executive Director of South Jersey Cultural Alliance in Hamilton, New Jersey. And we're going to be talking about creative placemaking in South Jersey and the great work that the South Jersey Cultural Alliance does, and also about how Karen uh, got involved in, in this work. So, Karen, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the South Jersey Cultural Alliance. What does it do to what does it do generally, and how does it specifically promote creative placemaking in South Jersey? Well, the South Jersey Cultural Alliance transforms. Our goal is to transform the cultural landscape in South Jersey in the whole region um, to not only help the arts, but and and history and culture, but also to uh, strengthen the whole region. Um, and what do you when you say transform? What do you mean? Transform. It's uh, our board members said if we aren't moving the needle in terms of strengthening uh, the the arts groups and the history groups, then we don't we don't deserve to exist. So we do feel we're moving the needle in different areas in terms of uh, professional development, um, in advocacy, and um, in data collection actually now uh some of our listeners don't don't live in jersey or south jersey what do you want to know about south jersey well south jersey is uh it's a interesting combination of cities and rural areas in a lot of rural areas and even the rural areas are different um so that uh you know the I've heard many people talk about um, in the last 10 years, uh, in the last decade, we've lost maybe 10 nonprofits. And I think in South Jersey, it's not only about nonprofits. Uh, the cultural vitality has to be measured with um, looking at, uh, especially with diverse uh, groups, um, there's, there's, there is a lot of vitality, and it just happens to be on the streets and the churches and the coffee shops, the libraries, the you know all kinds of community centers, and uh, and those are the groups. We've just changed our bylaws so that our members could be can be. Uh, we only had nonprofits before, and now we're going to include other types of organizations. Okay, yeah, it's a great rural area. I mean. Uh, one of my favorite wines is out here, the Valenzano White Cranberry. No, they're not a sponsor. Um, <laughs> but if Mr. Valenzano wants to send us a bottle, that's, I, I'm not going to say no. Um, and blueberries and wonderful. But We have that, a wonderful wine trail, and we're hoping to collaborate with the wine industry and uh, include uh, cultural uh, experiences along with the wine trail. 
And there's an interesting native art form, too, here in, in South Jersey, which you can see downstairs in the Kramer Hall in the Noise Art Museum. The, the duck carving? The duck, duck carving. decoys, yeah. yeah. Can you just say a few words a little bit about the duck decoys? I mean, that's part of, I guess, the hunting tradition here. And um, it's, you know, because there's so much water around and uh, it's just duck decoys became a, a, a native art form here. Yeah, there's a lot of water through the Pinelands, and um, I assume they were hunting for a long time. And Yeah, okay. So what were the most important things you learned about the region when you became the executive director here? That we're not – I did come from uh, northern New Jersey. I grew up in northern New Jersey. Um I spent a lot of time, maybe 12 years in central New Jersey, and uh, I was very surprised that there just isn't the, people don't get together as much. Uh, people didn't know each other down here. Um, and uh, You mean I around the region? Around the region. Like in their towns, they, get, they knew each other. Sure. But um, one arts group didn't know another arts group. Mm. And um, at first I thought maybe it was... You know, I heard one person say it was uh, that they were competitive, and that's not the case at all. It turns out they're just so under-resourced that groups don't have the capacity to take the time or send someone to go to different programs. So it's yeah, it's hard to get together with others when you're worried about just keeping the lights on. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Just that capacity is the biggest issue down here. And, um, you know, I know that's true all over the state, but um, I, I've never experienced it like this. You know, I, and I do have a basis for comparison. And uh, how does the South Jersey Cultural Alliance address this issue? Well, we convene uh, groups in small, uh, smaller groups. We go, uh, we tend to um, have some programs in Hamilton, but we also go out to um, to our members and uh, have local. Um, you know, we draw from the from the local region. Um, we just finished uh, eight uh, different disaster planning workshops, and we went all over the. In, we went all over to each county. Terrific. Um, so. What would make South Jersey a better place for creative people to live and work? Well, um, you know, it's hard. Uh, you know, a great place for creatives is where there are other creatives. Um, and uh, we certainly have that in the Camden area, in Atlantic City, um, Cape May, maybe Millville. But uh, in rural areas, it's really tough. Um, it's, you know, very exciting to collaborate with other artists and, and mo a lot of the artists do work in Philadelphia, so um, you know they don't get to meet New Jersey artists necessarily. So um, we have a program called uh, Artist as Entrepreneur. It's uh, a workforce initiative by the uh, by Thrive South, which is um, through the New Jersey Community Capital, and we're um, we have. Uh, eight sessions with different successful artists. We use creative capital as our content 
um, they are they believe that artists successful artists should teach other artists so at each of these sessions an artist will talk on a different topic from finance to uh, grant writing to um, social media for artists so um, you know we're hoping as a workforce initiative that we could um, encourage people to uh, um, to really get more of their income from uh, from their art and make their arts practice sustainable. Sure. Okay. Um, so what? So we're talking about South Jersey now. You live in North Jersey and Central Jersey, and um, all the Jerseys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what about all of New Jersey? What would make New Jersey a better place? I mean, what were if you were advising the governor, you know, say, or advising the legislate, legislature now, what would you recommend to them to help make New Jersey a better place for creative people to live and work? Well, I, the arts have to be better resourced to begin with, mm -hmm. and hopefully through the hotel motel tax that'll happen uh, this year. Mm -hmm. We all have our fingers crossed, and um, I I think it's important for artists to be able to um, to meet with other artists and collaborate with other artists. So there there needs to be more opportunities for artists to work in their communities and um, connect with uh, with with municipal challenges. Like it's important for um, like the Department of Transportation to make the arts as a, um, an allowable expense so that they can hire artists. Um, in, you know, across the board, in all the grant making uh, in the state, um, we should do a review and uh, make sure that the arts are, are part of the planning process. Okay. And I bet reopening the train line from Philadelphia to Atlantic City would make a big difference, right? I think it would make a very big difference. Um, we we actually came to Hamilton when the train line was uh, working, and uh, they, and Stockton actually took over the uh, the building in Hamilton as a satellite site um, only because of that train, and um, and they're not the only ones to depend on it. A lot of people. Uh, you know, work in Philadelphia and uh, or Atlantic City, and those without cars are suffering the most, and uh, it's going to hurt our economy. And Stockton being Stockton University. Right. I'm and, sorry. And where we are in Hamilton, a lot of people probably aren't familiar with Hamilton, but it's a it's a really nice little downtown, and they've been doing some great work in creative placemaking here. Uh, yourself and Mike. Michael Cagno from the Noise Art Museum. Jim Donio from the Eagle Theater. Um, yeah, um, the arts have been part of the planning of uh, with the Main Street project since the for the last decade, and the um, restaurant tours in town talk about the nights that the Eagle Theater uh, has audiences and uh, 
they do a lot of events to bring people downtown. We have the uh, New Jersey Fringe Festival here, and um, we have food trucks, uh, artists on the streets, and uh, it's, a, it's a great arts town, and it's a great food town. Terrific, yeah. Um, so how did you get involved in creative placemaking? And I know the story, because I'm part of it, but <laughs> why, don't, why don't you talk about it? Um, let's see, I won't go back to my childhood, but um, <laughs> I, um, the dean of the urban planning school at NYU wrote a book called The Subsidized Muse, and it was about how this country, how we fund the arts. And um, I disagreed with him a little bit, and, uh, but what I really wanted, I was working at Americans for the Arts then, and we did a conference on arts and city planning. And I was, before that, I was committed to arts education, but I realized when I went to graduate school, I didn't want to go to just an arts administration program because I felt like they were taking arts out of the community. So I went to this dean and I asked him, you know, how come you don't have a program in cultural planning? And he said, can you start one? And I said, sure. <laughs> and uh, two of us graduated in it. And after I left, unfortunately, it wasn't sustainable. So um, my heart has always been in how the arts affect the community. And when I got to Art Pride, I um, spent years working with uh, the League of Municipalities to train municipal officials to use the arts as a tool for economic and community development. And when I um, went to the sessions, what I heard most was, so, you know, we're excited, you know, this got, this got our interest, where do we go for training? Mm -hmm. And that really frustrated me. So, um, I was taking a course at uh, the Rutgers Blaustein School of Planning um, on uh, leading from the middle uh, with community development types, just really to learn the language of community development. And I met Leo. Leo was my professor there. So I, um, every time I brought up an arts example, which was all the time, of course, um, he would, uh, he would elaborate on it. He would get all excited about it. And I said, what the community really needs is somebody from outside the community, especially a professional planner, to really elevate this kind of work. And I felt the Blaustein School of Planning was the place that local officials already went to learn um, how to be a local official. So um, it was the perfect place, and it seemed like the perfect person. And well, boy, do I know how to pick them. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you got me involved in, in creative placemaking because I hadn't heard about any of that. And I was a typical urban planner who thought, oh, roads. And, and you started talking about the arts. And especially when you asked me to, to start incorporating some arts classes, I was like, oh, OK, this is kind of interesting. So if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be doing this either. Um, and in fact, I'm going to embarrass Karen right now by telling her that the work of the National Consortium for Creative Placemaking is in really a lot of ways her brainchild um, because she was the one who came up with the idea to have a place that would be teaching people about this work and that would be convening people on on this work. So, 
but what's different about this work, it's not only convening economic and community development types, it's, uh, you know, planners and local officials and cultural leaders and artists. And, um, and Leo was just so tri, more than trilingual. You know, he knew how to talk to all these different types. He knew the, their language. And uh, in the last few years, he's even created his own in terms of creative placemaking. So, uh, again, I know how to pick them. Well, if this gets any more schmaltzy, we're going to have to take <laughs> insulin shots. <laughs> um, but let's go back to what you were saying, or you know, about your history in this work. So you were creative placemaking before creative placemaking was cool. What is it about arts? What is it about public policy? What? Why those two? What what brought those two? Why did you have these interests, and what brought those two together? Well, now I have to go back to my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 17, I worked in a pizzeria. I had more money than I've ever had in my life, and I sent myself to the Sorbonne. And I uh, heard Miles Davis in a small um, in a small cafe. cafe. I uh, saw Rudolf Nureyev in the courtyard of the Louvre doing Swan Lake. I wow. heard Takata and Fugue in D minor on the Notre Dame Cathedral organ. I saw a great uh, photography exhibit outside uh, the one of the Jardins, you know, alongside of um, the gardens there. And um, I came home pissed. <laughs> I thought I live a half hour outside the city and. I haven't been exposed to any of this. And it was all over the streets. It was everywhere I went. People were online to get into museums. And that like really turned me on. And I learned history. Um, I, I had trouble learning history. It wasn't my interest in high school. And I became an art history major because I learned, it was so much fun to learn through the arts. And I, all I wanted to do was create access to the arts. And as I mentioned, <clears throat> I went to Americans for the Arts, and we did a conference on arts education, which mm -hmm. is why they hired me. But then uh, after that was arts and city planning. And I thought, you know, it's not only important for kids to receive it. It has to be systemic. It has to be the whole community. And the whole community needs access to the arts. It's a human right. Mm -hmm. And um, I was very – it became my mission in life, and – I'm still, <laughs> I'm still driven by the same mission. Wow. Well, you know, I, I'll tell you, I, you learned something. I learned so much from Karen. And one of the most important things I learned is that you could make enough working at a pizzeria if they send yourself <laughs> to Paris. <laughs> um, so let's talk about a project that um, we're both going to be working on. And as we're uh, doing this interview, it is uh, January and this is, this event is going to take place in May, and hopefully we'll do a, a follow-up podcast to see how it went. But let's talk about Art, Art Tank. Um, can you tell us about that project and what your goal is, what impacts you're hoping to achieve with it? Sure. Um, Arts Tank was uh, an idea for actually originally a uh, foundation who really believed in competitions. <laughs> and... Uh, that didn't work out, but uh, I did go to another funder and got $5,000 as a prize um, for a municipality that had the best creative placemaking program. And the way we're going to score it 
is um, um, according to Sustainable Jersey's action, utilizing your creative assets. Uh, Sustainable Jersey has um, a great arts and culture suite of actions that not only do they ask you for uh, documentation on going through all the steps, but they also offer uh, samples and, and uh, the why behind it. So you really understand what they're looking for and what you can get out of it. So um, I encourage everybody to look on uh, sustainablejersey.com. Dot org. If it's not dot com, it's dot org. org. Or just Google Sustainable, Sustainable Jersey. And look up actions and then um, arts and culture. Yeah. And uh, you'll see utilizing your creative acts assets. And uh, so anyway, South Jersey Cultural Alliance wanted to first draw attention to we, we want to encourage local investment in the arts. Um, we're all about trying to develop um, more resources for the arts in South Jersey. And, uh, you know, the national, state, all funding is, is going to be difficult in the years to come. So uh, we'd like, and it's the local municipalities that really profit from this. So uh, we're hoping to showcase diff wonderful creative placemaking uh, best practices and make sure that the people who are involved in sustainable Jersey in a town can also understand that they could get points for um, for doing this. So this is going to be a competition. Right. The We were asking for a letter of intent so you could describe the project and I could see before you write your full proposal that it touches all the points that we're looking for and that um, you know, it is a creative place-making project, not just a... You know, an, an just a cool art project. Right. Um, and the deadline for that is February 22nd. And uh, then... We'll 2019. Have, 2019? Yeah, because podcasts live forever. Right. So, yeah. And uh, March, so, April... So if you go back in time to January 2019, you're still eligible. <laughs> if, however, you listen to this podcast after February 22nd, well, I'm sure there'll be another opportunity at some point. Well, April 1st are the, um, on April Fool's Day, the uh, application is due. And then comes the work of uh, five of our creative placemakers who will score all the applications we get. And the highest, the five high, highest scoring proposals will then be coached by Leo. Mm -hmm. And um, then the presentations they give will be before five great sharks who will um, decide on the winner. And uh, the winner gets the $5,000 and an article in the uh, New Jersey League of Municipalities magazine, um, New Jersey Municipalities, and, um, you know, authored by their mayor or ghostwritten by whoever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, uh, as told to. And, you know, we hope the press will get involved in this fun kind of way to learn about best practices and how other uh, municipalities are investing in the arts and um, and how the arts can really make a difference in a town. And there's a cash reward, right, or cash prize? The $5,000 uh, we will give to a nonprofit who is working with the municipality 
um, to administer the grant, and the $5,000 is courtesy of Ocean First Foundation. And we're very grateful to them that they saw the vision in this and, and took a chance on us. So it sounds like the, the prestige will help generate, the idea is that the prestige will help generate excitement. Right, and hopefully more dollars. Um, I'm sure most of the projects that will be proposed won't be a budget of 5000 but we're hoping, you know, it could be a budget of $35,000, or in case of Camden or whatever, it might be over a million. Mm. Um, but again, it uh, we hope that these dollars will attract other dollars and that uh, more mayors and local officials will hear about this opportunity to use the arts as a tool for community and economic development. Okay, well, this is great, Karen. I know you're really busy, so um, thank you so much for your time. And uh, for those of you who uh, who are just listening in, uh, we're, we're we're hugging now. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, thank thank you so much. Well, thank you for coming to South Jersey. Oh yeah, appreciate it. Now I think maybe I'll stop by the the Valenzano Winery and pick up a bottle. Oh, there's Baglianis, uh, supermarket, Italian food, uh, just incredible. Mm. Um, we have uh, uh, a restaurant that uh, makes all kinds of sandwiches on waffles. That's that's great. Mm. We have a Casciano's, the best coffee ever. Um, Marcello's, the uh, Italian restaurant, and the, a fabulous um, Mexican restaurant. So we've got it all here. Come on down. Terrific. Thank you. You've been listening to Creative Place, produced by the National Consortium for Creative Placemaking. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please email me at andrea at cpcommunities.org or visit our show page at cpcommunities.org slash podcast. Bye for now.